fans, welcome to Be Afraid, the horror podcast hosted by Steve and Steve. I'm Steve, you can find me on Instagram at stvrubino. And I'm Steve, you can find me on Instagram at steven110290. Today we are talking about the Evil Dead remake that was directed by Fede Alvarez. It was released in the U.S. on March 8, 2013. The description of the film is five friends head to a remote cabin where the discovery of a book of the dead leads them to unwittingly summon up demons living in the nearby woods. Steve, thoughts on the film? Uh, first and foremost, I, I think this is the blueprint of horror remakes um, because it improves on the original while also adding elements that weren't there. So it's not just um, like a cash grab or just trying to get you know an established name. Trying to make a quick buck of an established name with a new generation. It's actually like a movie that's justified in being made and stands on its own. Um, it's also great because the whole point of remakes is the fact that that effects and you know technology got better. So you want to make the movie better, and in that way, it obviously improved because the first one had a smaller budget, and it was the first one um, you know ever made. So Sam Raimi at the time wasn't established enough to to get a lot of funding on it. And also the fact that it came out in the 80s. So this was a movie that actually needed to be remade. And I like that they don't try to outdo Sam Raimi because they didn't even bother getting a new Ash because um, they know that nobody could replace Bruce Campbell. And at the same time, they paid tribute to uh, Sam Raimi and a lot of the stuff that they put in it would be a perfect fit for an Evil Dead movie. And you could tell that the director was a huge fan of the original. And um, yeah, the gore was better. They had a lot of stuff that wasn't in the original, but that fit in perfectly with the Evil Dead lore, like uh, very like nasty and graphic kills. Um, like they don't shy away from anything. The camera doesn't cut. Um, yeah, overall, I gotta say it, it's better. I like it better than the first two, even though I'll still go back to them because they have their own thing. Uh, I never think a remake should replace the original. It's just a different version of it. But um, I still like Army of Darkness the best. But this is a very very good remake. Yeah, I I think. I think that's a good way to put it. Like, I thought that this was a good remake. Um, I won't say it's a great remake in, in my mind, but I thought it was good. And when I watch it, like I said, Alvarez and Raimi, Raimi was a producer on this film. And I think that they both had the same idea of where they want the film to go. They, they didn't care about keeping it, like, clean cut or anything. That they, they, they wanted to be gory and bloody, just, just like the other ones. I think Alvarez respected that about Raimi. And that's probably why, obviously, Raimi has a say and who's working on his films. So, like, again, like, so, obviously, Raimi, when he saw Alvarez and Alvarez gave him what he's going to do, how he's going to shoot the film, Raimi gave him the, the, the okay to go and do it. But, um, again, Alvarez was known, he, he's, he, afterwards, he directed Don't, um, uh, sorry, Don't Breathe. And he also direct. He also produced, not directed, but produced the newest Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, I was saying, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is the only franchise I have yet seen. The one that came out a few years ago, but the, that's the only franchise where I really like. Um, I guess other than Evil Dead, but like the only other franchise that I like every single movie in it, except for the one that I haven't seen a few years ago, which I think I will hate just because of what I've heard from other people. Um, Maybe I'm one of the one percent that likes it. I don't know, but we'll, we'll have to see about that when I finally watch it. I, I really need to. I I really feel like I'm going to hate that film. So, like I said, I really need to find two hours. I know that that like I don't care that I really waste. <laughs> but um, to be fair, you should check it out um, just to see it on your own because I wasn't going to check out the 2022 remake just because of what I heard about it. Just like you're saying about the 2017 one. And now you're telling me that it's a good one. So I'll take your word and I'll, i got to check it out for myself. You, met, you never know. You might like Leatherface, um, the 2017 version. True. Like I said, but like I, I might. Uh, I think he's played, if I'm not wrong, he's played by a wrestler in this one. I'm, I, I'm not, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. That might actually be the guy that played Leprechaun in the Leprechaun Origins movie. Which, again, like I said, I haven't seen that either. It's the same reason I've heard such horrible things. I didn't find... I didn't feel like wasting two hours of my time yet. But, um, again, mo most of the Leprechaun movies are silly, though, so that's not, like, a franchise I didn't like every single one of the films. Like, <laughs> it, it, it can only be good when you're doing Leprechaun back to the hood. Like, it, only, it can only be good because it's so bad. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, uh, what I was getting at is that they, he, uh, he made, uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre films, like I said, I love them, but we're not talking about the 
Today, we'll save that for another day. And I don't want to open up a can of worms, but um, how, how you like all the Texas Chainsaw Massacres is kind of like the way I like all the screams. But um, as we know, you don't agree with me on that. We'll, we'll get to that later. <laughs> 100%. As, we, as we'll probably say in almost every episode, I'm, uh, Scream is both of our favorite movies. Like I said, they are our movies that Halloween. But like me and Steve feel a little very differently about the sequels <laughs> to the Scream movies. Except for the second one, I'm, I'm down with. Yes. But like uh, the other ones, uh, but, um, so, let's say, uh, but when it comes to remakes in general, like I said, I think that they did a pretty good job with this one. Um, I know certain people that watch it that hate it. it this is one of those movies where I think people love it or hate it. Um, I'm, I'm probably the only person in the world who's right in the middle. I'm fine with that. I don't mind being alone like that. But, um, there's certain great remakes out there. Like, I think Dawn of the Dead's a great remake. I think, um... Again, like, I always talk about the remakes in the 80s, like The Thing, The Blob, The Fly, even, like, the late 70s, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Um, maybe Invasion of the Body Snatchers 70s one isn't better than the original. Um, it's, they're about even to me. But, like, all those ones in the 80s are better than the original, if you ask me. And, again, Dawn of the Dead, not better than the original, but it's up there. It's a great remake. Um, and then I'm going to go over some other good remakes later. But, like I said... But this one kind of like, you know, I enjoyed it, but to me it didn't add much to the series. But I did like how, the one thing I liked about it is that, like we were saying, it wasn't a shot for shot remake. Um, and they did their own thing, which it showed originality, and I was entertained the whole time. So, like, it did that well. I, um, I liked how they brought it up, because the reason why they did that is because I think Bruce Campbell said, I don't want someone else playing Ash. It, it was, um, I heard that he said that. It's kind of like, I guess, a lot of people didn't like Jackie Earl Haley playing Freddy Krueger. And I compared it to that. And, again, the only other thing that I can think about comparing it to is the, um, I guess there's a new someone else playing Pinhead now in the Hellraiser movies. And Doug Bradley is not Pinhead anymore. And I think there's a female playing Pinhead. I think originally in the original stories, in um, Clyde Barker's original stories, um, Pinhead was a female. So I just found that out. Like I, 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 I was on a site like arguing about it, like how this sucks, blah, blah, blah. And then someone like brought it to my attention, hey, original storyline, uh, Pinhead was a female. Oh, wow. I was like, I was like okay, I, all right. You shot me down. You're right, I'm wrong. But, um, and that's that's smart of uh, Bruce Campbell to say, don't even bother replacing me, because that would have been, I think, a big distraction. A lot of people would have dismissed the movie immediately. Well, oh, this guy's playing Ash? Oh, how's this guy going to replace Bruce Campbell? A lot of people wouldn't even give it a chance just as the second they found out that there was going to be a new Ash. So i say that's pretty smart. And at the same time, um, a whole new generation probably saw this movie, and this is going to what you were saying, how people either love it or they hate it, and you're kind of in the middle. I think uh, that this movie most definitely has an audience that that probably doesn't even know or or they know about it or never even checked out the original too. Um, that's what I mean by this movie could uh, stand on its own. It's not just like an Evil Dead remake. I think this is just a horror movie from the 2010s and a really good one at that because um, the 2010s was really big with, with CGI and, and a lot of stuff that like pulls you out of it. This movie, I couldn't even point out what part had CGI. That's how, how good it was. But um, when it comes to like those 2010 horror movies, this is I think this is the top five. I'll go ahead and say that. And um, would you agree with what I was saying about, about um, they didn't try to outdo Sam Raimi or re remake what he did? Instead, they they kind of paid homage while adding other stuff that, that go with the Evil Dead, like the kills, like for example, the the needle to the eye through the glasses, um, the the hot boiling water scene, like that was I thought that was right up Evil Dead, like that screamed Sam Raimi to me. Yeah, no, it definitely was. Um, I watched it and. It seems as though, like I said, Alvarez, Alvarez said that he was like, he, he's very good with CGI and stuff, but he wanted to do things the way that Raimi does it, to respect him in a way. Like, I'm going to do it this way because that's how you would do it. Mm. I think Raimi liked that, and you know, we, you don't really need an Evil Dead remake scene for scene, because like, again, like, you had that in the beginning of Evil Dead too. Exactly. So, like, so, so you didn't need it again, but, um, but again, like I said, because of the whole Bruce not being him, um, and like the, the, those scenes were great. And again, that that's one of those scenes, like like with the needle in the eye, like you said, and that stuff like that. Like I said, and and the uh, and the um, 
the nail gun and stuff like that. Yes. That's one of the reasons why, like, I'm a fan of the Saw movies, I'm a fan of the Hostel movies, like, you know what? I want to see people get fucked up. Like, I said, I don't know, not in real life, but, like, I go to get entertained. It's, it's on the screen. I, again, like I said once before, I think I might have said in the past horror podcast, maybe not, I say it all the time. I think I did, though. Um, Tom Savini is, like, the king of makeup effects. Like, he worked on all the Romero movies, um, the, the Night Living Dead movies. Um, he worked on the uh, Riot 13th. He did all this, that stuff. And he said pretty much, I'm a hitman. They call me in there to kill people, and I do it. And, like, I think of creative ways to kill people. And the cool thing about Savini is that he was a photographer in Vietnam. So he got all these ideas. Like, he, he saw, like, he saw, like, heads blown off and w- w- whatever it may be. I'm not saying that that's cool. I, I, got a, a, I wish that never happened to anybody. But he got his makeup effects from these things. Like, missing limbs and stuff like that. So, that's where you learn how to do this, from real-life experience. But, uh, yeah, so, again, yeah, I think, I think that's awesome. Yeah, but, uh, going to that, to the kills, that's that's a perfect thing that a, a horror remake could do, is is add more kills that weren't in the original, but still being in, like, the same the same way um, that the original ones were. Uh, like, this movie, you see how, how deadly a toolbox could be in household items. Um, the first one... I forgot what what weapons they use, but a lot of stuff that that they just see around them, like like the pencil stab and all that. This one they took it all the way, so I think that's what horror remakes should do. They should take elements of what's good about a, um, the original and add more to it. Um, um, not not necessarily take liberties with the story because a lot of people don't like that. Like for example, Halloween, trying to explain why Michael kills or or Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2003, which I'm a fan of. Um, wasn't a fan of them trying to explain why Leatherface, you know, puts uh, puts on other people's faces and all that. Like, you don't need stuff explained to you like that. But if something in the original was cool, like, for example, Evil Dead, the remake, um, the original Evil Dead, the kills were cool. And what made them cool was the fact that it was, like, regular household items around you, like a, a toolbox. You could just kill anybody in a deadly way with that. They they got that element of the story, and they just added way more kills. And, again, that's what a horror remake should do is improve on it. And just add add like welcomed additions to it, and not try to outdo it or try to remake it. Well, the one thing that they did, um, they ended up, like I said, because Bruce didn't want anybody else playing him, they had to write a new script that they had to have like a a, a different um, plot going on. So I thought it was cool that they had the uh, the whole drug addiction plot and the rehab oh, yeah, yeah. on there take the rehab. Um, but what's awesome about that is that um, what does it say? Again, when you do that, like I said, it, like I, uh, they ended up uh, doing. You, you were talking about like the effects of like kind of like, adding to it. Yes. And they did that, like you said, they added the. Uh, we were talking about the needles in the uh, the needle in the eye. They had the cut the, the cutting of the tongue scene that again, oh, I, I love, love that. In the yeah. What? That was my favorite scene, actually. One of them. Well, that that's like that's a scene that was in the trailer that like, made me go like. I, I remember when that trailer came out. Like I said, I think Evil Dead Remake, once again, is a good movie. But I remember when the trailer came out, I was like, I need to see this. I need to see this right now. I, I Can we please change the release date? Like, I, I get, I need to go to the theater right now. But, like, um, but that's because they showed so much stuff in the trailer, like the tongue being cut. They showed the, uh, the tree scene again, mm-hmm. but they showed the exact right moment for it. And, like, again, like, it just pumped me up so much. But there's also a lot of stuff in that trailer that didn't make it to the movie. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, um, so again, like, I was I was kind of disappointed when I saw the movie. Because even though I liked it, like I said, like, the trailer was just one of the... I'm the type of guy that, um, again, I'm a nerd and I have a lot of time on my hands. So I will sit down and I will watch movie trailers over and over again. Like, I still... Also, bring up the Dark Knight trailer on my phone and watch it. Like that movie came out 14 years ago. But I get pumped seeing that trailer. Oh yeah. Like I, like that 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 even like the uh, they had the um, they had the teaser trailer for the Dark Knight. I remember working at my radio station in college, and we were watching it nonstop. I must have watched it like 20 times on the computer in one day. Like the first day it came out, and you just see the the card coming up, the Joker holding the card, and you hear Alfred go. Some people just want to watch the world burn, and you hear the Joker laughing in the background, and we just kept watching that over and over and over <laughs> again. I'll still watch it because it's exciting. Yes, but um, 
Sorry, I'm getting too excited about a movie that has nothing to do with horror. <laughs> but uh, no, but yeah, I didn't know that the that the trailer um uh, spoiled a lot of things. But I, I would have loved to seen the trailer being a fan of the original because uh, like like you guys know, I just saw the original recently. But I can't imagine how excited I'd be. Um, to see a, or a trailer for this movie being a fan of the original because I'm actually really interested to find out why you think it's just okay because I'm going to go ahead and say it. I mean, I already said it. I think it's the blueprint for horror remakes, but I don't think there's anything at all wrong with this movie. Um, visually, I think it's really beautiful, like every shot, especially that ending shot with the fire in the background when she chainsaws the, the mouth of the, demon, um, the dead eye. And that goes to my next point, which is why I'm wondering why, why you don't you don't think it's... um as good as I think it is, all the stuff that, that, that they did is like the stuff that you want to see in an Evil Dead uh, movie. Like you said, the trailer got you excited. Um, the, the needle in the eye, the, the boiling, the hot water, the part where the girl uh, carves out her own face, that was really creepy, very creepy, and I think that's like perfect for an Evil Dead movie. And then the guy is slipping on the piece of skin <laughs> of the girl's face and then hitting himself in the, on the toilet, which is very painful visual. Um, all, all that they did in the original, very funny um slapstick very very nasty things uh, no cutting away no shying away from no no tricks they just show you everything like for how it is and and much improved this time um but yeah I'm, I'm wondering what what about it would you would you change if if you wanted a perfect evil dead remake which i think this is well i'll tell you i'll tell you what it is um the other day i was talking to my friend and my friend said, Steve, you're a total hipster. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? Like I said, I, I, like, I, I'm not a hipster at all. He's like, you sit there, you drink IPA beers, you, you, you go to these breweries, you, you, watch, uh, you watch VHS tapes, you, you collect records. I, he's like, you're the definition of a hipster. And like, I'm like, I guess I am. I don't know. But, uh, but like, I, I, I don't like being called that, but I guess I am. But uh, I guess in the same way. Maybe I'm wrong, not not liking, not loving the Evil Dead movie, but to me, the Evil Dead, I love the grittiness of it. I, I love how, like, it's just, like, again, I I like watching movies like that being shot for a cheap budget. And so, it's not their fault, they just have more money to spend now. And the movie looks perfect, it looks great, but, like, that's not the way I, I envisioned it in the Evil Dead movie. Okay. So again, like... So I'm not knocking it because it's a bad movie. It's just not for me. Um, I'll still watch it and enjoy it, but I like watching the originals better. So again, that's just because, again, I want them to make a cheap movie that, that kind of, again, like, that you could, in the, in, the, in the second one, like we said, they're running through the house, and you can see that there's no roof on the house because of the way they're shooting it, and, like, the, the, there were mistakes made with the camera. So I like seeing that stuff. So... I guess I think the originals are better because there's more mistakes because they were younger filmmakers and just getting into it. And again, I guess that's a dumb reason not to like the not to like the remake as much. No, that but that, that main reason. Yeah, that's a that's actually a good reason because um you could argue that the original it being cheap and and the stuff that you like about it is that it gives you like um it makes it like more charming and more of um I guess a period piece of the time. Uh, whereas in this one. It's also actually a period piece of the times, but it's a time when horror wasn't that great, which is the twenty the twenty tens. Um, I know there's a lot of movies I still haven't seen, but going back to what I said, how this is one of the better twenty ten horror movies, and that the CGI is not that noticeable. Um, the girl, I mean the girl, the Deadites all look like the typical girl um, demon girls or possessed girls from like The Grudge and The Ring. So that could be one thing. It's just the fact that this movie doesn't separate itself as much aesthetically and like visually from other horror movies that we've seen throughout the years whereas in Evil Dead there's only one Evil Dead that looks like that well it's just like that like, like I was saying like you just said I, I enjoyed watching um, I enjoyed watching how Sam Raimi would use like for the uh, he would use for like the uh, the melting skin and stuff he would use like like um, the, the marshmallows and stuff like that Yeah, and I, I enjoyed that kind of makeup effects and again, so I'm not knocking this. They just have more technology to use. But um, but you're right. Like I said, this is better. Like one remake that I hate that came out. And it wasn't a remake. Sorry, it's a prequel. Um, I don't want people attacking me on the <laughs> on our fan page. But the thing prequel from I believe 2011. I saw that with my dad and brother in the movie theater um, 11 years ago now, 2011. 
And we are all huge fans of the 1982 The Thing, which is a remake. Um, so we saw that, and we saw the, we saw the prequel, and we left the theater going, what the hell did we just see? That was the biggest load of shit ever. <laughs> and like I said, it, again, because like everything was like CGI, and you could see it, and everything was CGI. And it, the, 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 the beauty about the original was the makeup effects. And also having Kurt Russell and Keith David, it was great actors. And, um, and it was directed by John Carpenter. And sorry, up until, up until um, the remake of Village of the Dam, John Carpenter didn't make shit movies. So, um, but, yeah, but I, I felt like with, with the, um, with everything they did, like you said, with the, cutting the cheek, the stabbings with the needles, the, um, again, when the, uh, girl cuts her arm off, and you hear the guy screaming, I forgot their name, sorry, but you hear the guy screaming, um, no, 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 and like, and she's cutting her arm off, and all that stuff, and the, when the, remember at the end when, when the arm gets pulled off up, up by the car, like she pulls her arm off, off, off from the car? Yes. Like I said, all that stuff is just makeup effects, and, and, and that's awesome. Like I said, it, it's not it's not what the thing did, it's not CGI, and this movie had, I believe, I believe that the movie used, I think they said somewhere along $70,000, uh, 70,000, no, 70,000 gallons of blood, Ooh. and it was like... 50,000 gallons in the last scene itself. So they had to shoot the movie also. The movie was shot scene by scene in order because they couldn't be cleaning up like 50,000 gallons of blood. So it was a lot easier just to do it that way. And again, they did all this stuff and they made it gory and they made it bloody and again, they, 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 didn't, they didn't try to Hollywood it up too much. So I remember, like, uh, Alvarez and Raimi and Bruce, they were all like, we don't care if they make the movie NC-17. Like, like, we don't care if they do that. And, but, they also, at the same time, the, uh, the um, Sony Pictures who released the film, they were saying, no, the movie needs to be rated R, obviously because they want to make money. So they did have to cut it down a little bit, and again, make it a little bit more Hollywood than they wanted to, and a little less graphic. You know, the movie was very funny and very gory and awesome scenes, but Sony needed, I, I don't know exactly what they cut out, but they cut out a little bit, I guess, just to make it so they get the R rating going. Yeah. I, I would say, though, this movie, um, if you told me that Sam Raimi directed it, I would actually believe you, because um, it's, it's the fact that, that it came out so many years later that it looks as different as it does because how much um, technology improved. But I think with the technology we have now, or at that time, whatever, if Sam Raimi was making that movie, and he was involved as a producer, I think it'd come out exactly the way it did, because um, it had all, all the blood, all the kills like we went over, uh, the, the grimy, dirty aesthetic. Um, I noticed this time, instead of fog, it's it's rain. Um, there's not as much fog like, like there was in the original. And um, the sound effects, once again, like we always pointed out how good Sam Raimi was with sound effects, you know, from the first movie, when he had to be creative with how he came up with his sounds the sound effects in this movie are are very good and that that's not just like making a comment on how much better sound effects got like throughout time but also like the sounds that they pick um to to for for whatever scene really puts you in the scene like you feel the the blunt force when somebody's getting hit with stuff you feel like the stabbing you feel oh you hear the floors creak the doors creak um very atmospheric like they 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 got the visual part down of, of evil dead uh, obviously improved because the original was good because both it being low budget and it being old this is like more like they got the aesthetic down being grimy and dirty like just with the characters being full of mud there being rain um again really good lighting which is definitely a, a page you took out of sam raimi's book um aesthetically uh sound wise kill wise everything i, w I would have thought this was directed by sam raimi if you told me so yeah big improvement i think well i'm sure rain this being his baby, like like the the Evil Dead's, like I'm sure, I'm sure Raimi is very. Um, I I guess he's. Uh, I guess he loves the Spider Man franchise too, and that probably means a lot to him. But Evil Dead is his creation, mm -hmm. so this this is his. So I'm sure when Alvarez is directing it, Raimi is there. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he has. Again, I'm sure he's letting Alvarez do his thing, but he's not letting him get too far off track. 
Yeah. So, but like, uh, well, you said the, the movie did do a good job, like you were saying, with like, uh, I guess kind of like getting you, uh, keeping you on the, on the edge of your feet and like getting, getting your hands like clawing into your movie theater seat because like, again, like it, it, it is intense and it does like, uh, again, you could tell when, so he does a good job of letting you know when something's coming up and yes. just getting you ready for it. Yep. And so again, like that, 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 I give it that, yeah, yeah. It's like um, unpredictable, but then when you know where they're going with it, they go for it all the way. Um, and I like that. It's like, no, they're not going to do that. And then when the, when the, you see, okay, they're going to do that, it's like, okay, but the camera's going to cut away or something. No, they show the whole thing. Um, I even like the scene this time better when, when she sawed her own arm off. And I remember when Saw came out in 2004, that was the biggest talking point was, oh, did you see that movie where the guy saws his own leg off? This was way, way more intense than that. And uh, I feel like nobody talked about it because I guess by that time, uh, I mean, Saw came out in 2004. This came out in 2013, just nine years later, and people were more desensitized because movies like Hostel came out and all those movies that Saw inspired. We went through that whole gore and body horror um, uh, era right before this movie came out. I think it was both like the remake era and, and the, um, the gory era at the same time. But yeah, when Saw was out, that was the biggest scene and the biggest um, selling point to go see that movie was a guy sawing off his own leg. This one, it was way, way more intense. They showed the whole thing. It looked realistic. I didn't notice any CGI. And I like how it's doing, how, kind of like how Bruce did it. It's paying homage to it, but different also because she didn't do it with a chainsaw. She did it with an electric knife this time. And I like little things like that where they pay um, homage to the original. But um, was it Evil Dead 1 or 2 when he saw his own arm off? Uh, there's Evil Dead 2. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, I like that it was that, except they uh, they replaced the weapon, and also they did a mirror scene again. Like, when Ash talks to himself in the mirror, they did something like that too. Um, and and I like that they, they did the, the quote that he does when he looks at himself and he says, does everything look fine to you? You just try to saw your girlfriend in half. Um, they did that in this one, except, um, oh, what was the scene? I had it written down somewhere. But yeah, they, they basically say that, that, that thing again, but in, in its own way. So it, it pays homage while switching it up, and I like that a lot. Yeah, well, like, uh, what's to say? And it, you, you bring up the scene, like you said, to compare it to Saw, with the, obviously Saw and Colin. I think something that gets, that makes it more like a tense suit, like you said, the, the first thing is that it's something like an electric uh, cutter, like a carver. Mm -hmm. Which is, again, like, it's more disturbing than doing, uh, again, like I said, uh, more disturbing than a chainsaw, even though they don't use a chainsaw in, um, in Saw. So I, I guess that's a bad, like, I guess what I'm saying is incorrect. But like I said, but like, it's still disturbing because you're using that. And you also have, I think the best part about that scene is, like I was saying before, you have the other guy that's lying there in the scene. And while she's doing it, she's being watched. And this guy is seeing... He doesn't know what the hell she's doing. Like, how can someone do this to themselves? And you hear him going, like I said, he's like, he's just going, don't cut it off. No, no, no. And then, like, and then she cuts it right off. And yeah, like, yeah. You see, see his reaction to it. But, uh, but with all this going, all this blood and stuff, this movie, just like the original, the original one was uh, banned in Germany, and this one was banned in the, in the Ukraine, in, in, in Ukraine because of the extreme violence. Hmm. So, again, that... that that's a comparison to the original right there. Yeah. But, and um, other scenes, like the girl throwing up on, on, I think it was Olivia's face, but whatever, just stuff like that, just stuff that that you fear and that you imagine, like, oh, can you imagine how, how nasty that is or how painful that is? Just like Sam Raimi, this one, they, they just straight up show you. It, it, like, it like messes with like people's um, phobias and stuff. Um, they, they do a very good job just pretty much making a 2010s version of the Evil Dead and that's how I want every remake to be it being the original but but um modern I mean that's the whole point of remake right oh, yeah I mean like, like if every remake was like this I'd be happy yeah like I said like even though I'm not like a huge fan like it's it's original it's entertaining like I said I, I do love I'm gonna talk about some movies later like where like I thought the remakes outdid the originals or, or were right up there with them but, uh, again, but this movie was, I, I know you love it and you like it more than the original. But, like I said, but I, I can at least say that, again, like, it was entertaining, it was gory, it was, it was uh, they, they had a different plot. 
So again, like I said, I, 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 it's a movie that I can watch over and over again. Not not every week, but I can watch it like once a year or whatever. Like so I, I, I don't mind sitting down and doing that. But um, I also felt as though this movie, again, it took a couple of things from other movies as well. Mm-hmm. Like I said, which, which is great because like I said, even the original were feeding off of... Uh, Again, the Wes Craven movies and stuff like that, and taking stuff from um, fr- from older movies from the fifties and things like that. So, and from the Three Stooges and other things. So, so it's great when movies again they acknowledge other movies and they they, they I don't want to say take from them. I, they pay respect to them. Um, a couple of things in it, like I said, um, in the beginning, the opening scene when the girl's on fire, right right before they set the girl on fire, she goes. I'll rip your soul out, Daddy. And, like, it goes from her being all sweet and innocent to right then just switching. And it's like, I forgot what she's saying before that, but it's like, Daddy, I love you, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, he lights the match. And she goes, I'll rip your soul out, Daddy. <laughs> but, like, uh, that, that reminded me of the child's play scene where they're holding up the doll, where Captain Hicks is holding up the doll. And it's just like a good guy doll. And then... When Chucky knows that he's screwed, when she sees that there's no batteries in it, like when this girl knows she's screwed, he starts cursing at her and like everything just switches like that. Yeah. And like that just reminded me of that. The, the head spin, uh, which was an homage to The Exorcist. Yeah, yeah. And again, like um, the, the, the head, yeah, the head spin and also, also to The Exorcist. Um, there's a line in the movie where. I, I guess um, the brother is the, the, the main character is talking to um, is talking to Mia, and Mia goes, "Mia's not here. Mia's not here. You idiot! Your your little sister's burning in hell. No, 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 no. Your, your little sister's being raped in hell." And again, that is uh, in the Exorcist. They go, "Your mother sucks cocks in hell." <laughs> yeah, yeah, your mother sucks cocks in hell, and she's uh, yeah, yeah. So again, that was definitely taken from that. But again, it's great when movies pay respect to the uh, to the older generation because if it wasn't for that generation, they wouldn't be doing what they're doing. Yep, and that goes to my next point. Um, I gotta say the actors are very good in this. Uh, they did a great job reacting to the horror, and actually, um, I was actually rooting for them. Like for example, um, should have memorized their names. The blonde guy with the glasses, the one that was mostly um, reading the book and letting people know what was going on. He, his name was Eric in the movie. Yes, he he really grew on me, and I was rooting for him at the end, which um, uh, a lot, it's very rare for a movie to get me to like actually be like, oh, I hope this guy survives. And then at the end when when he, and I hope I'm not spoiling this for anybody. Actually, I just won't say it then in case, in case uh, we have listeners that haven't watched it, but at the end, something sad happens with him that, that I'm like, oh, man. You know, I wish that didn't happen, and that's very that's very rare for a movie to like actually get you to care, especially a horror movie when you say seeing everybody die and you know you're expecting it um so i think they did a great job with the characters just like the original i remember i gave the original praise for that also and the acting was good well that's kind of like i was saying like with like the friday 13 films like i I like friday 13s but um they are on the opposite end of me as the evil dead and texas chance the massacre franchise because as much as like i i like the uh i don't love them but i like the friday 13 films but all the characters you just, like, we talked about this before, like, Scream, they brought out something you care about the characters. Friday 13, you don't. Like, they, again, they're just bodies, for the most part. Um, again, like you said, you care about this guy, Eric, in the movie. You care, you care about these people. So, like, again, like, they do a good job with that. And, again, I, I watched Friday 13 for the kills, and the majority of the kills, I, I'm not a big, um, again, I, I don't know how many people agree with me, I'm not the biggest... My brother was saying the other day how... Um, I think Jason Goes to Hell is a good movie. Um, a lot of people don't like it. To me, Jason Goes to Hell is the same thing as... Uh, they were just trying to make a change in the franchise, just like Halloween 3, and just like Wes Craven's New Nightmare. And I thought all three of those were great movies. Um, uh, actually, in Jason Goes to Hell, the uh, Necro- Necronomicon is in that movie, actually. And they also have, and we're talking about the thing. And they have, um, they have an old box in Jason Goes to Hell that is labeled the Arctic or whatever, and it has, uh, it says John Carpenter's the Arctic on it, and it has, uh, it's supposed to be things from the thing in it. 
So again, Jason Goes to Hell tries to connect with those movies, which I think is awesome. But what I was getting at is that I wasn't a big fan of the Friday the 13th, like the original movie. Um, I like it, but I like the sequels more because I like um, I like the original Halloween because of the story. I don't like the original Friday the 13th because of the story. I like the Friday the 13th because of the kills. like Halloween because of the story. So that's why I love the original Halloween, Friday the 13th. I'd rather watch Friday the 13th Part 2 than the first one. What about Friday the 13th, uh, the 09 remake? The 09 remake, I hated. Okay. Um, again, uh, that's one of the worst remakes I've ever seen. I just did not like that film. Um, again, it was just... It, I didn't think it added anything to it. And it was just like, again, it was just watching... Um, wasn't justified. What? It wasn't justified in being made. It's like, why, yeah. why do we even have this? And the thing is, you know what's funny? I, I like the, uh, I don't love it, but I like the, uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street remake. Um, I yeah, think Jackie Hill Ailey did a good job um, being Freddy Krueger. Um, obviously, I think a lot of people hate it because you can't, um, a lot of people don't want to see Robert Englund be replaced. And I can understand that. I don't want to see him being replaced either. But I thought he did a good job, and I'm a huge Rooney Mara fan who plays Nancy. Oh, me too. And... Yeah, yeah, no, she's great. Her, she, her grandfather is actually owned, I believe, one was the owner of the Pittsburgh Steelers and one of the Giants. Okay, yeah, Kate Mara's sister. Yeah, Kate Mara's yeah, sister. She's yeah. great in uh, Social Network, one of my, my favorites, and um, Side Effects, which was um David Sonnenberg movie. I don't know if you ever saw that. Yeah, no, I, I had that movie. That, yeah. That's a good movie. Um, oh, so you say that, that, that you like the Friday, I mean, the Nightmare on Elm Street remake, that, that made me realize, so it's not... It's not about the original Evil Dead being in the 80s and that makes you like it better. Because I was thinking maybe you like that aesthetic better, like the 1980s horror movies better than the 2010s. Uh, you just proved that you don't because you like that that um, that remake. Uh, you didn't say you like it better, but you like it, so okay. it's not a problem. Yeah, I don't say that. Yeah, yeah, but I don't want to mix in my words. I don't like, uh, I don't look at the original. No, yeah, <laughs> no, that just unlocked something for me. That just made me realize, um, so... A remake shouldn't just improve; it should also be better. Because sometimes better effects and better looking isn't good enough. And for example, I like the Tim Curry, um, it better the TV movies way better than the 2017 version with Bill Skarsgård. And I like that version too. And again, how we always said about horror movies, um, they don't have to replace the original, and you don't you don't have to be mad if it if it's bad or or if they took liberties and it's not how you wanted it to be because the original's still there. But it should be like a cool alternative of it, and that's what I think the 2017 version is. It's a cool, different version of of the movie that I originally like. I mean, they're both based on a book, and neither of them are, are perfectly accurate uh, to the book. But I prefer the original, even though, despite the fact that it has really shitty effects that don't hold up, and it's a TV movie. So a TV movie from the early 90s can be compared to a, a horror movie from the 2010s, but it really just depends on how it's executed. Because I say that movie is a lot better. Um, I, I, I agree with you in some ways. With it, I grew up. I, I'm terrified of clowns. I think I mentioned this before. I'm mm-hmm. terrified of clowns. Um, not, not, not so much anymore. I'm a, I'm a. I don't want to say I'm a grown man. It's a little kid at heart. But uh, other than my heart, I'm a grown man. But um, so, but I do. It used to always terrify me as a kid, and. I was I was more afraid of Pennywise than I was of Freddy Krueger, and Tim Car- T- Tim Curry is an amazing actor, and I will say I went into the original I, I went into the remake of it thinking that that movie is to be brilliant like you bring because I I don't read a lot I'm illiterate no I'm kidding but um but I I don't read a lot and um. But I did read it is one of like the two or three, <laughs> it is one of the two or three books that it that I read twice, and I read it. Right. And if you know anything about the book, it it's like fifteen hundred pages. I don't know how long. Oh it is, yeah. <laughs> but like it was a great book. And again, I'm not I'm not one of those people that go you should read the book and because it's better than the movie. Because normally I like the movie ten times better. But um, but it I will say it the book is better than both movies. And so, when they said that they were bringing that to the big screen, I was psyched. Because I was thinking what they could do on the big screen that they couldn't do on TV. Mm-hmm. And what they could do uh, 
I guess it came out almost 30 years later. The funny thing about when it came out, it came out every 27 years, Pennywise comes back. Oh, yeah. And the movie came out 27 years after the original it. So... I love little things like that. Hmm? I like little things like that. And, like, how you, um, before we went on the air, you pointed out how the main characters in, in this movie, Evil Dead, their first initial, would you say, spells out demon, right? Yeah, the, the initials of the, uh, of the cast in this, not, not the cast, the characters in this movie, it's, it spells out the word demon. It's, uh, their names are David, Eric, Mia, Olivia, and Natalie. Yeah, that's so cool. So the, yeah, the, there's no way that, that that was just a coincidence. But, uh, but, um, yeah, but what I was gonna, with, like, it, is that I was so excited for it, and it came out, and the first one blew me away, and, like, I'm like, this movie's amazing, and it was incre- had a great soundtrack, it had, uh, it had the cult on it, it had Tom Petty on it. It was 2017, right? 2017 remake? Uh, 2017 remake, okay. yeah, and it had, uh, the kids were great in it, like, again, I, I think the best part of the movie the first and second part, like part one and part two of the remakes, was Richie. I thought the kid who, I forgot his name, but he's in Stranger Things. Um, I forgot the kid's yeah, name. Wolf, something Wolfhard, Wolfman? Yeah, yeah. Wolf, yep. 100%. That, that's, that's the name. I forgot, like, the first name. Fred, it's, 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 it starts in F. Yeah, all uh, the Stranger Things fans, are it, gonna, they know. <laughs> I, I think it's Finn. But, um, yeah, but he was great. And then Bill Hader played him as an older Richie. Bill Hader's hilarious, and I was just talking to about I was talking to about a friend about the show Barry um, last night, which Bill Hader's in. Bill, Bill Hader's great, and like, but um, again, there are certain things that I like about the original hit better. Um, again, I like the chemistry. I, I, I like I, I like the kids. I, I guess about even with both of them, but the the main thing I like about the original one better is that again there was less CGI. And I thought the CGI kind of hurt the new one a little bit more. And I thought, obviously, I was telling you how much, like, how much I appreciate Tim Curry as an actor. Mm-hmm. And as much as I told you I don't like the Rocky Hour Picture Show, <laughs> but I think Tim Curry is a great actor. And again, I don't think Skarsgård, even though he did a decent job, I don't think he was anywhere near as good as Oh, no, definitely not. Yeah, yeah. Still a good movie, though. Huh? Still a good movie though. It part one, uh, part two. I didn't. I couldn't even finish. To be honest, I, I hated part two a lot, and I thought I would like really? it because I like Bill Hader, but um, I did not like it part two. And but to be fair, the TV movie, um, I also didn't like part two as much, minus some parts. Um, I liked it more than the 2018 or whatever uh, 2010s remake part two, but both of them part two. I don't think they they executed correctly. Well, I was about to say like I, I like part two a lot. Really? Like they, they actually had a lot of stuff in the book that wasn't in the movie in the first one like the uh the scene with um what's the name uh, Paul Bunyan um with the axe and oh, like yeah, yeah. That, that that scene was added into it that's in the book that's not in the movie um the scene with uh with the carnival in the beginning mm-hmm. um I uh that scene I don't know that exact scene's in the movie but there's also like in the movie there there's I, I mean I don't know that exact scene's in the book but the opening of it too. Again, I'll, I'm not Steve. I'll, I'll give stuff away. But the but but the opening of it part two. Um, it has to do with a gay couple at like a carnival, and one of them ends up getting murdered by Pennywise, and that happens in the book. Oh wow! I don't. I forget that happens at a carnival, but it happens in the book, and that character's in the book, and that wasn't in the original. But again, so I like what they did with that. And again, I, I'm a big fan of part two of. Uh, of it, um, but again, I agree with you about part two of the original one. It just seemed like it was shot really quick and yeah. kind of dull. And like I said, I, I couldn't get through that. I, I got through it, but like I said, I remember watching the. I had two copies of it on VHS growing up. I had the single tape and the double tape. I remember when the single tape ended, I was never psyched to put in the second part of the tape because I knew what the movie was, and I was like, ah, I got to finish the movie, but this boring part's coming up, you know? <laughs> yeah, and well. Again, we're comparing a TV movie to a movie that, that that was released in theaters 27 years later. So, it it technically isn't even a remake because this is the first one that came out in Hollywood. The original was on TV. Yeah. So that that was our podcast on um on it. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, 
now back to the Evil Dead program. <laughs> yes, <laughs> a regularly scheduled program. But um, yeah, one, I pointed out this out already. But uh, I love how they use household items and, and toolbox. Um, like it shows you how every weapon can be so deadly. But um, I like also that they paid tribute to Ash by having the guy wear the jean jacket. So like little little things like like that. Like again, not trying to remake the original. But yeah, let's give the main guy um, a, a jean jacket just like Ash. But then. Also, switch things up. He's he doesn't even survive at the end. It, it has a final girl at the end. Uh, I like little things like that. Like like I said before, the chainsaw being switched to an electric knife. Um, this time, when he takes the girl, his girlfriend, and he's about to kill her. This time, instead of sawing her in half and having a change of heart when he sees the picture, he was gonna burn the whole house down, and then he sees the picture, uh, and then you know has a change of heart. Uh, they did the cellar scene again, where where the dead eye pokes its head out the the cellar. I think that's an iconic shot in both the original. And in this one, like when I think of Evil Dead, the first thing I think of is is the head poking out of the cellar with the with the door halfway open and you know the, the creepy face. So I think they they did the original. It is a remake, but switching up enough, which is really important. Uh, for example, and, and that could also be used to keep you on the edge of your seat and, and not not uh, for the movie to not be predictable. Um, you you know in the original, the way he solves it is by burning the book. This one, this time, that didn't work. So that's another thing remakes should make. Uh, they, they should do. They should go out of their way to to um, um, you know just not have people pre um, predict it. Like, oh, I saw the original. I know what's going to happen now. This time they should like swerve you and you know switch it up. Like, no, that won't work this time. This is a different movie. Yeah, and, and talk predictability. Like I said, like it's cool that it was a final girl. But I love movies where there's a final no one and like everyone just gets it. And like the, the whole movie, you're just like. Trying to figure out who's gonna live, who's gonna die. Yeah. I love movies that put a spin on where like they're all gonna die. Like that, don't worry about it. But uh, again, that's just more kills, and again, it's more of like a surprise ending. It's like it, it's like watching the Titanic, and the Titanic doesn't sink. It's like, wait, <laughs> what's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> and this one, I actually uh, thought um the blonde guy because it goes back to why I like them so much. He was so resilient. I was like, is this gonna be an Evil Dead movie where a bunch of people survive? Um, but yeah, the the characters. Not only did they react to horror really well, but they were they weren't they weren't pussies. They were like they fought. They fought for their lives. They they reacted. They were smart. They they worked together. They they took it seriously because a lot of horror movies will pull you away when like they'll crack a joke out of nowhere and then it's like, all right, aren't you guys in danger? This movie they they really um, display the horror very well with the actors. Well, they saw a screen. They knew the rules. Yes. They didn't know them well enough, but they knew them a little bit. But uh, but um. Yeah, but they, they took a lot of stuff from the original. They, like they they uh they paid tribute to it a lot. Like uh, with a couple other things too. Like the girl in the movie, she's wearing a Michigan State sweatshirt. Mm -hmm. Um. Also, uh, another thing that I saw again, my brother. Um, I hope my brother's listening to this. I hope he's a good brother and listen to my podcast. But um, he he hated this remake. Um, at least wow. I think it's good. He hated it. And going into the movie, he was saying. They better show the card scene. They better show the Ace of Spades scene. And they didn't show it, and it's oh. just, my brother was not having it. But watching it again, and I read I read this up too, because this isn't something that I'm going to notice just by watching it. Um, if you can notice this stuff by watching it, good for you, I can't. But there's a scene in the movie where there's cards laid out on the table, and the cards are laid out in the exact order that she reads them off in the original. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, again, like... I know what your brother means, though, and it goes back to what I was saying about um, it was a better idea that they didn't bother replacing uh, Ash, because when a remake comes out, the first thing you think of is that one scene that, that stood out to you in the original, like the scene that means a lot to you, and I, I've been there, I can't think of an example right now, but a movie's coming out, and I'm like, oh, they better do this and that, they better do this and that, and like you're expecting it, like that was such a good part of the original, now they're going to modernize it, this is going to be cool, and then they don't do it, that's happened to me before, so I, I could relate to that disappointment. Yeah, no. Like, sometimes you go in like again. The, the, there are certain scenes, like I said, even with um, even with like like we were talking about it. Like again, back to our it podcast. Um, we were talking about it, and like um, I went into the first one. And I thought they did a great job. Again, there was a lot of CGI in it, so it was like eh. That, that took a little bit away from it, but I thought they did a great job with the Georgie scene in the beginning with the boat. Oh yeah, that was great. And again, like um. Again, that's one of those scenes, like the card scene, that I was just looking forward to. I'm like, how are they going to do this? And again, I, it, 
with the CGI, and t- Tim Curry is just creepier, and like he just did a better. I think Tim Curry did a better job. I, I was more terrified of Tim Curry and his makeup in the uh, and his voice. Yeah, nineteen ninety. Yep. Yeah. But uh, we all float down here. Yes. But um. But yeah. But so, one, one thing they did remake from the original. I'm curious to see what your brother thought of uh, was the suiting up scene, and they did that very well. They they made sure to put that in when he suits up and gets ready to take on the the deadites at the end. I think they they remade that very well, and they also didn't like modernize it too. Much. It looks like uh, it's still the original scene, like it looks like the '80s scene. I don't even think they they changed anything. The suiting up scene was pretty much the same. That was a straight up yeah. homage. Yeah, but as we see, they they kind of do that in, in every Evil Dead movie, right? Oh yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So, and, and anything you want else you want to add about the film, Steve? Uh, yeah. Overall, just some um, how, like I said. He didn't try to outdo Sam Raimi or recreate shot for shot, but he made sure that all the elements of what made the original great and um, that makes Sam Raimi great were there. For example, the sound effects, uh, the visuals. Um, this time, instead of fog, it was like really rainy and just just you feel like uncomfortable watching the movie. Like you feel like you're there. Like I pointed out before, um, here in the Flores Creek, like you feel all the like Sam Raimi was very good. I I might have pointed this out before. He's very good at at uh, mixing like a lot of elements like this one you you feel the dirt the, the rain the hot water like that hot water scene all uh, the sharp objects all that like they do a very good job at putting you there and and just like you know feeling like like you're there in that very uncomfortable situation so yeah the movie is just overall beautiful and and we also have to pay tribute to the music i think the music is very very good and all the evil dead so far have had really good music and that adds a lot to it and other than that um that last scene when when she chainsaws the the dead eye in the mouth with the house burning in the background that was very very memorable to me and so that's pretty cool that the movie ends with a very beautiful shot that that's going to stand with uh, stick with me for a while i, I love the movie honestly yeah uh again um no love for it here but i like it so again so we're, 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 but i i do um i do recommend if you haven't seen it go out and see it because Definitely. again um again it, it was a fun entertaining movie and Maybe you'll feel the way Steve feels about it. Maybe you'll feel the way I feel about it. Maybe you'll feel the way that my brother feels about it. It's like a three little bear story. But you might as well check it out and enjoy it. Um, so I want to give out some uh, some shout-outs, some, some, some recommendations for you guys today. Um, again, today, since this is a remake, I'm going to stick with remakes. I told you guys I'm going to talk about some remakes that are, again, I said better than the original. Eh, I don't want to say that. I want to say maybe not better than the original, but right up there. Um, I'm a big Dawson's Creek fan. Um, I like hanging out with Dawson, Pacey, and Joey. But um, so there's a movie that came out with Kerr Smith um, that was uh, he played Jack in Dawson's Creek. It came out. Kerr Smith, you might also know him from he was a jock in Final Destination, and um, so he was one of the with, with Devin Sawa and Ali Larder. He was the other guy that, that that's alive. The final the death. End. Yep, yep, he's the final death. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, again, Final Destinations, I'm not recommending those movies by am. Like I said, uh, that's not one of my recommendations, but go check them out. All those movies are great. All those movies are fun. Oh, um, yeah. The first, second, and fifth one, I love all of them. The third and fourth, eh. But, again, like, they're fun deaths. Um, again, I go there to watch them kill people. I would say but, Sam Raimi-inspired. What happened? I would say the deaths are Sam Raimi inspired. Yeah, I'll say there's some Sam Raimi inspired stuff in there. I, I would also say that those movies, um, again, the second one, maybe helped inspire Saw a little bit or something like that. Um, not so much the first one, but the second one, a little bit. Um, but maybe I'm wrong about that. That's kind of a fetch, but uh, yeah, yeah. But um, so the two movies I'm going to recommend though are with Kurt Smith. The first one is My Bloody Valentine. But if you go watch it, because I was at the record store the other day buying some VHS tapes, because those things are, you won't be able to buy them soon, so I buy them left and right. Um, so I have enough, so I have my good amount to watch until until uh, decades from now. And I was talking to the person that works there, and she was saying um, she was saying to go check out My Bloody Valentine, the remake. And I'm like, oh, I've seen that. And she goes, yeah, I saw it too. It was great. But I was telling her that, uh, I was telling her, make sure you watch the unrated version. Because if you watch the rated version of, of uh, My Bloody Valentine, the remake, and that came out in 2009, I believe, it's not that good of a movie. 
because I saw the first one, and then I saw the rated one on uh, on TV, and I'm like, oh, this movie sucks. But then I watched the unrated one again, I'm like, oh, it's just because of the different versions. Like, the, the second one's great. It's not, to me, it's not as good as the, I think the original My Bloody Valentine, it might be my favorite slasher film of all time, uh, not including the main horror films. Like, I can just consider My Bloody Valentine like an A-minus slasher film. Like, it's not like Halloween or Scream or Nightmare on Street and stuff like that. It's right, it's far below those. It's like Sleepaway Camp and stuff like that. But, so, the original My Bloody Valentine's, my favorite, not so underground horror movie, like horror slasher, but my step below the big guy's uh, slashers. Um, but go check out the remake, because I, I thought the remake is unbelievable. I don't think many people have seen it. Wait, to clarify, um, which remake? 2000... What? What year did it come out? 2009, the remake. Oh, so, so Valentine's in old one wasn't a remake? The old one was original. Valentine um, in 2001. The, there's there's three movies. There's uh, there's My Bloody Valentine 1981. Um, then they have a completely different movie, nothing to do with that movie, called Valentine. Okay, never that mind. Came, that's with Denise Richards. Yep. That was and like then, one of the uh, screen clones. I, yeah, I forgot the name of the guy in the movie. He's uh, he's plays Angel David Borealis or something like that. Yeah. And then this is a remake of My Bloody Valentine, which we're talking about that came out in 2009. Okay, I have to check that out. Yeah, great movie. Um, and then the second movie I'm talking about, again, not as good as the original because it's um, the original is also one of those great underrated slashers, um, Maniac. Maniac came out, I forgot what year, maybe 1980. I forgot the exact year of the original. Um, I'm not going to act like I know because I don't know it off the top of my head, but it's an early, early 80s film. And Maniac, the remake, um, the remake has Elijah Wood in it. And it's, uh, it's pretty much about a guy that's killing prostitutes and he's, he's k- killing women and he's making them into mannequins. Hmm. And he obviously has, uh, um, there's something mentally wrong with them. And he's played by Elijah Wood. And that movie is, it. they changed it up. Like, the original one wasn't shot like this, but this one was shot in, a, um, in like, a first-person point of view for, for, for most of the film. I thought it was cool how they changed stuff like that. And there's really nothing that, like, I've seen with Elijah Wood that I wasn't, like, a fan of at all. Except, except for those Lord of the Rings movies. I, I don't like those. But again, like I said, but, uh, again... I can't say they're bad movies because they have such a big fan base. They're just not for me. We might have to cover. We might have to cover the Good Son one day. The Good Son's a great movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, it definitely has horror aspects to it. Oh yeah. Um, no, it definitely a thriller. I'll say that. Um, when when I think about the Call of I think about Home Alone and stuff like that, and the Page Master. But the Good Son is right up there. <laughs> but uh, my girl, she rich. Yeah, my girl. <laughs> but uh, again. Unfortunately, if you haven't seen My Girl, um, that movie doesn't work out too good for Macaulay. But, um, <laughs> but from ha- the very beginning, how about your recommendations, Steve? Um, I want to I, I want to recommend Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2003, and a lot of people are going to kill me for this, but I'd say it's an improvement of the original in a lot of ways, and I'd even go back to it over the original sometimes. Um, it could be also because I saw it first, but I think that movie was very very like very much improved from the original because the original like we talked in the previous episode they didn't really show anything which is crazy because a lot of people thought it was so bloody and you know they wanted to ban it and all that uh in 03 and some could argue it's not a good thing but in 03 they actually showed the gruesome you know chainsaw kills and um i just think it improves in a lot of ways uh texas chainsaw massacre 2003 and then my other recommendation which brings us to what we're covering next week is uh, Cabin Fever, and I won't say anything about that because there's going to be a whole episode on it next week. Yeah, all right. Well, look. But uh, so I'm going to go into. Uh, I'm let you guys know what's going on. Uh, we got uh, this was our last. Unfortunately, um, we are stepping away from Sam Raimi, um, but we aren't going too far away from like like Steve just said we'll be doing Cabin Fever next week um, so we're going to stick with the cabins and we're stepping into that and what we're doing for the next couple months because we're 
later on in the year we're gonna do we're gonna build up with the Halloween films going into the new Halloween uh, ends movie c- coming up in October. But before we get to that, we are looking forward to talking about some movies that are um, that have anniversaries coming up in 2022. Cabin Fever. Um, it's it came out in 2002 during the Toronto Film Festival. So the um, the Toronto International Film Festival. So even though it came out in the United States in 2003, it's still a 20-year anniversary because it was first shown in 2022. So we're going to be talking about that. We're going to do uh, Signs, The Rings, 28 Days Later, Candyman, Wishmaster, Poltergeist. I know we did last summer. So again, like I said, all, all these movies have like either 20, 25, 30... I guess the oldest movie that that would be doing would be, uh, I guess, Poltergeist, which is a 40-year anniversary now, and 40 years sounds like a long time. I'll be that age pretty soon, so again, that doesn't make me feel too good. <laughs> but um, so yeah, uh, Steve, you're psyched about that, right? Oh yeah, I'm extra psyched for, as you know, I know what you did last summer, because um, you know, as everybody knows, we're both Scream fans, and I know what you did last summer. I think is the best thing to come out of Scream out of all those. Um, Two, early 2000s, late 90s uh, teen horror movies. And also written yeah. by Kevin Williamson. Yeah, Williamson, like I said, Williamson again. Williamson, Kevin Williamson with uh, Dawson's Creek there too. And with, um, and with the, I think Williamson, uh, The Faculty, right? And he, he, he had a bunch of big hits that, that came out like that. I mean, he, I think the first movie that he wrote was Teaching Mrs. Tingle. It took a while to come out, but that's the first movie that, that, that he wrote. But it, it wasn't called that when he wrote it. But, uh, so, alright, our fans, that will do it for this episode of Be Afraid. Um, I'm Steve. And I'm Steve. Be afraid, guys.